Welcome, everybody. This is the Egg Mom Podcast, all things life and horses. I'm your host, Leanne Nelson. I wanted to take this opportunity today on this very first episode to share with you a little bit about me and my journey and my plans for this brand new podcast. So I grew up in uh, a very small town, lived on a farm actually, and I've been around horses my entire life. Um, I grew up with them, my sisters and I all rode them, and from a very young age, I actually started helping my mom work with um, untouched two-year-olds, and we would start them and then sell them at around the age three or four. So I learned a lot of amazing things about horses from my mom, Um, and one of those things which served us very well in that time was a little bit more of an old school mindset. And I don't mean that as in it's, you know, uh, wrong or um, Western or anything like that. But it was it was definitely following the mindset that we have to boss our horses. Um, we need to be the herd leader. We need to control the situation. We um, need to demand their respect. And and that was a very common and still is extremely common mindset around how to work with horses. Now, we were also, you know, crazy kids and we would play with our ponies out in the pasture and ride them without bridles or saddles and and just hang on to their manes and go galloping through the pastures and spend endless hours just hanging out with them um but we definitely had that more you know I'm I'm the herd boss and it's my way or the highway mentality um that very very many people um are used to doing so when I found myself uh, married to a grain farmer um, in central Saskatchewan, Canada, and learning how to uh, rodeo, because I didn't grow up with rodeo, I grew up with 4-H, and while we did some Gymkhana, it was more just, you know, for fun, <laughs> Um my mindset was still very much the same and not really, um, I didn't really change anything, learning how to rodeo and rope and barrel race and all this other kind of stuff. And it was a ton of fun. After we got married, um, we, uh, became pregnant with our first daughter and I wasn't able to ride for very long before I became very uncomfortable. Um, I just, it just hurt my body too much to ride. And so unfortunately, um, I didn't ride for very long into my pregnancy and it was, it was very hard on me mentally. Um, I always used horses as kind of a safe space, um, kind of like my therapy. Uh, I I really escaped into my horses for my entire life, and and then to move into a time where 
I dealt with a lot of back pain and discomfort and, and not really getting out to my horses very much. It was very hard emotionally. Um, but I had grand hopes and dreams like every other person on the planet. And I thought I knew how everything would change after I had, you know, given birth to my daughter. I thought I would be able to get back into things very easily. Um, you know, basically get back on the horse and keep on going where we left off. And I was rather surprised at the changes in me as a person that I didn't really fully comprehend after having my daughter um, until I was faced with situations while riding that made me all of a sudden very nervous, very anxious, uncomfortable, and and quite honestly, I would avoid them altogether. I had a barrel horse who was very well seasoned, and while I felt safe for the most part riding him, I was too fearful of working with our young horse, Ace, at that time, because I just, I didn't have my confidence. I didn't believe in myself anymore. I didn't believe in my abilities. Of course, my body had changed. I wasn't as strong as I was before. Um, my balance was also out of whack. So much had changed. And my mindset, I, I didn't know, uh, what's, how's the right way to explain this? I had a really hard time staying present in the moment. My mind was constantly turning back to my daughter um, and whoever was watching her. Is she safe? Is she okay? Is she screaming? Is she having a fit? Are they able to calm her down? We had quite an experience the first four months of breastfeeding, and, and that created a lot of anxiety for me, um, having other people watch my daughter. She would not take a bottle, and um, for a very long time, she also did not take a soother. So I was kind of that helicopter mom in a sense when she was tiny because I was very nervous to have other people watch her. And then at the flip side, when I did have people watch her, I felt guilty for asking my family, like my in-laws, to watch her because I was always worried that, you know, oh, well, maybe they want to be doing their own thing or maybe I should just be inside trying to catch up on housework. You know, the house is a complete disaster. The laundry is like a mountain high. The floors haven't been vacuumed in forever. You know, the list is endless, right? For those of us in agriculture, we know that list for the house and the yard is literally endless. And so when I would finally get those brief moments to myself, I would feel guilty, honestly. I would feel very guilty about spending them with my horse. Um, but I would also feel guilty for not spending time with my horse because I would feel like I wasn't being a very good horse owner. So I was swimming with emotions. I was dealing with postpartum depression, which I didn't quite understand at the time. Uh, my postpartum depression really showed its face as anger uh, towards, unfortunately, my poor husband. Um, I was very angry and frustrated with, with everything, and most of it didn't even make logical sense. 
Um, and it really took a conversation with my wonderful doctor. And she's like, you have postpartum depression. And it's just manifested as anger. And it was it was really eye-opening for me to actually kind of understand that. But all that to say, I was I was drowning in overwhelming sad, depressive, angry, resentful, frustrated, shameful emotions. And I did not know what to do about it. I truly didn't. Luckily, I have some pretty awesome friends. And while I was able to get out of that funk a little bit, you know, I was able to kind of feel like I wasn't completely drowning anymore. I, you know, I kind of ended up feeling more lost. You know, I kind of got out of the postpartum depression mode and then I got into the lost mode. I didn't really know where do I fit in this life now? How do I fit in this agricultural life? You know, I went from being a strong, independent woman who had all of this freedom to ride when she had the chance uh, to, you know, running all the heavy farm machinery, all the equipment, uh, being perfectly capable to fixing a lot of things to all of a sudden I've got a beautiful daughter who I love to death. But now I feel like I'm kind of trapped in the house. She was one of those babies that was extremely sensitive to wind. And if you live in the Canadian prairies, you will understand that it is windy here when it is nice almost every day. So for that first year, I felt very isolated, very alone, and very lost. You know, I I didn't have... I didn't really have an identity per se. I didn't have, I didn't feel authentic to myself anymore because, well, who is this new me, this mom? And how am I supposed to incorporate my passion into being a mom? I didn't have that hope, right? That, you know, this is just, this is just a season. I felt really overwhelmed by it and like nothing is ever going to change. And I didn't really I felt like I lost my freedom, truly. I felt I felt kind of trapped in motherhood. And don't get me wrong, I always and forever will love my children. But let's face it, and let's be brutally honest, people, that when we become moms, huh, we lose our freedom. We can't just walk out the door with a pair of shoes on our feet anymore. We, it is not a possibility. And that is a massive transition. And it is something that I know every single mother struggles with. Some a lot and some a little. But it's something that isn't talked about. And I realize I'm getting a little bit sidetracked here. But I just, I don't want anybody listening in to think that, oh, I regretted having my children. I never, ever for a second regret having my my children. But that doesn't mean that there is anything wrong with these big emotions that I was feeling at the same time. And this is the kind of stuff that I want to talk about in this podcast of mine. I want to be sharing my journey through all of these big emotions and how to how I navigated them, how I fumbled my way through in hopes of giving you a clearer 
roadmap so that you don't have to fumble and stumble and fall down and, you know, feel hopeless for as long as I did. I just started feeling a little bit more like myself by the time I got pregnant with my second daughter. So uh, my girls are almost to the day, as in literally three days apart, two years, three days apart um, for my daughters. And I was just starting to feel like my confidence around my young horse was coming back. um, And I was just starting to work with him, but we were butting heads brutally, brutally. We were not getting along. And so once I found out that I was pregnant, um, I I stopped working with him be, out of fear of getting hurt because that is how much we were butting heads. Um, he would he would buck, he would rear. Sometimes um, we it was just not a safe environment for. Um, I didn't feel safe while pregnant working with him, and so everything kind of got put on the back burner again. And um, very similar to my first pregnancy, I only got to ride until about three, four months into my pregnancy on my safe horses. And then yet again, I w- it was too uncomfortable, too painful. And so I had to put everything on a standstill for my horses yet again. So come the spring that after my second daughter was born, I I wanted to really start focusing on my young guy Ace. And and he is he is the biggest blessing. The most challenging biggest blessing I could have ever wished for. I actually stole this horse from my husband. I I better make that public. Um although he is he works with him and he's teaching him how to rope too right now, but anyway, to the point. Um I really wanted to start working with him and I and I tr- and I started getting back into it but yet again I realized that he was by this time, you know, he'd had a really slow start. He's getting older, he's getting bigger, he's getting stronger. Um I just had a baby. I'm obviously not crazy athletic in the moment and so I decided to send him to my friend um who who works with horses, Brianne Hetherington and I, and I just, I needed to feel that he wasn't going to kind of like explode on me anymore. And I also knew that I had to figure out a new way to work with him because my methods of, you know, it's my way or the highway. I am the boss of the herd. You need to listen to me. No, you know, no back talk, no this, no that respect, respect, respect. And and that was a huge problem for him and he he could not handle me he could not handle my my approach he could not handle my mindset there was he would just he couldn't be around me he literally he i was doing lunging and he reared and took off dragging me across the arena um and that is how much he did not want to be around me and again it's not like i'm i'm standing there with a stick beating him it was simply that my energy and my emotions were so huge he could not handle it and so while he was gone um to my friend to get a month on um i think it was just a month 
I dove into the internet looking for new ways to work with this horse, basically looking for new training methods that um, my super sensitive uh, horse ace <laughs> would respond to better. And that is when I stumbled across the uh, the fantastic horse trainer, Warwick Schiller. And the funny thing is, is if you don't know him, I highly recommend you just look him up on YouTube. Look him up on YouTube. He's got tons of free videos. Um, but when I first started watching his stuff, I I laughed. I literally laughed. I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I had ever seen. And what a joke. And how could you ever have a partnership out of that? And your horse is totally going to take advantage of you. There's no way that this is ever going to work. But luckily, I I listened to my gut that was like, let's just watch another video. Let's just watch another video. Okay, just one more. And I started to become very, very, very intrigued. And before I knew it, I hadn't found necessarily a new way to train my horse. What I found was a new way to train me. That my horse really wasn't the problem. I was the problem. I had um, overwhelming emotions spilling out and overwhelming my horse. I didn't know how to navigate any of that at all. I was I was bossy. I would get frustrated. I would get angry. Let's face it. I would get angry. Um, I was impatient. You know, you name it. I, I dealt with it. And I had no room for empathy and curiosity and um, patience. And it was, it was really kind of a disaster waiting to happen. And watching his videos and how he worked with horses, I was just fascinated with how much of it really comes down to us and how we are feeling and how we are thinking and how much that has an impact on our horses. And that is truly what started me down this journey of really starting to understand my own emotions. I dealt with trauma as a teen. And as a result of all that trauma, which I, by the way, at that time thought I had dealt with, uh, realized that I hadn't. And I had a lot of buried emotions and learning how to release emotions, learning how to actually truly heal and I'm going to be honest with you guys, like I, I went to counseling, I went to therapy and while, and that's where I felt that, oh, it's, I'm better now. I figured it all out, but I would still get triggered all of the time, completely triggered. And I would lash out in anger and fr frustration and resentment to, to people who did not mean me harm, but it was that, that, you know, knee jerk reaction when I felt like I had lost my power or control of the situation. And, and so once I basically started learning a whole bunch of different techniques on how to not relive the past, but to literally release the past, then I was able to become this partner for my horse and everything just started to transform and just 
completely change right in front of my eyes. I was, I was floored. And the beautiful thing is, is while yes, it took ace for me to really slow down and realize how much um, I needed to work on me, you know, to help me help him. But it took my horse to point out all of that. And as a result, help my marriage and help my parenting and help me be a better friend and help me be a better daughter. Because while I am still dealing with all of this yuck from the past, how can I really love who I am today? And this doesn't mean that, oh, well, I never had some big trauma growing up. I had a relatively easy childhood. I was happy and blah, blah, blah. That's that's not to say that you don't need some big trauma. Everybody has areas in their life where they were hurt. You know, even if you now as an adult can look back and see that what happened was not your fault and and you were an innocent child and whatever that friend or that person said to you, they probably didn't mean it that way and it's not a big deal. But that pain is still trapped inside of your body. It's literally still trapped in there. And and that is one of the most beautiful things that I have learned how to do is how to start releasing that pain that's trapped in those deep, dark corners of your mind and of your body so that you can really start embracing who you are and, and loving all these beautiful sides of you so that you can actually truly be that that partner that you want for your horse, that partner you want for your spouse, that and that mom you want to be to your kids. Because when we're stuck in our head, when we have all of this stuff hidden away, it, it weighs us down. And we might not even be aware of that weight, you know, dealing with that anxiety, that depression, that overwhelming a feeling, the stress, a lot of this, a lot, like a lot of that. And this isn't, I'm not trying to diminish anxiety and depression here. So don't take this out of context. But a lot of people who deal with, with anxiety and depression on a functioning level, a lot of it can be resolved by simply releasing these trapped emotions in your body by by learning how to to navigate life in a way that is your dream life now you know we all kind of get stuck in oh well in 5 years it'll be better you know once my kids get this age it's going to be better once we get through this season this this seeding this harvest time once i get this figured out with my horse it'll be better i'm going to be honest it won't it's not. It's our happiness. Our dream life is not just around the corner. Our dream life is right now. But we have to start living it right now. And that is 
also something that I am so passionate about and it involves all of this stuff like it's all full circle right dealing with with who we are now dealing with the transition of who we were you know before kids to who we are now dealing with the emotions and the mental aspect of all of that the chaos and the wonderfulness of egg life of agriculture and farm life and and learning how to not live in the future and to not live in the past, but to live right now, right? We all want to live right now. Our happiness is right now. So I am so excited that you are here with me on this journey as I start this podcast. I'm going to have a large uh, variety of different things on here, meaning I'm going to have some podcasts that are short, as in like the 10, 15 minutes where I just want to come in here with a really quick thought to kind of help jumpstart your day or to help you work through something really quick. Um, And then I'm going to have longer podcasts where I'm going to have guest speakers come in. For example, I've got Warwick Schiller actually as a podcast, a guest. Um, It's actually from over a year ago um, and it's in my Facebook group. Uh, The link is in my bio of the podcast, but um, it... uh, It's in there as a video, but I've transformed it also into a podcast here. And I've got other amazing guest speakers as well. So make sure you take some time to snoop around um, and and make sure that you check it all out because I I want to give um, my best... my best authentic self to be real with you guys because we are in a unique place in this world as mothers as women in agriculture and and horse lovers like we have a very unique unique set of struggles and a lot of this stuff does not get talked about and when stuff doesn't get talked about it makes us feel ashamed right so and when we feel ashamed we start feeling like there's something wrong with us that we're messed up that how could I be thinking these thoughts what is wrong with me there's nothing wrong with you I promise nothing wrong with you what you're feeling is normal and natural and there is a way through it there is a way to feel hope to feel your freedom to feel like you're your authentic self there is a way through Thank you so much for joining me on my very first podcast and I am so excited to talk to you on the next one. Have the best day.